everybody, how you doing? This is Coffee Chug. Hey, I'm here with another podcast this week. You guys tend to like these shorter ones where I'm just sharing the ideas. And so this week I am launching the teacher challenge number two. Two weeks ago we had teacher challenge number one, which we'll talk about here in the podcast. So I hope you enjoy. I hope you share as you listen to this and you get inspired. I think you're really going to enjoy this one. I think you're going to have a lot of fun. Um, and I really look forward to hearing your stories and your journey with this challenge. So let's dive right into the action. Woke up at six o'clock in the morning, chilling with coffee mugs, me and coffee chugs, talking education all across the nation, pushing boundaries, thinking innovation. Aaron Mauer, outside the box thinker, here to teach each and every teacher how to tinker. Living on the edge of chaos, born insane. Listening to coffee chugs like Kathy for the boring. One of the top teachers in Iowa, word is born. Here to show the world that there's more here than corn. Chaos. Hey everybody, how you doing? This is Coffee Chug. Guys, I'm here the next episode of Living on the Edge of Chaos podcast, and I'm here with Teacher Challenge number two. If you remember Teacher Challenge number one, I challenged you to say no to something. And while I didn't hear from any of you, I hope that those that listen to the podcast and check out the blog, I hope that you took that in stride and didn't just listen to it, but I hope that you acted on it. And if you didn't, you know what? Start with challenge one and take it this week or next week to say no to something. Something that isn't going to make your life incrementally better. So you can check that podcast out to hear more about that challenge about saying no so you can be a greater version of yourself. But today I'm presenting to you teacher challenge number two. And this is something that hit me um, while I was reading. I had a brand new book come in the mail yesterday called The Messy Middle by Scott Belsky. And This is a book I've been dying to read because it's helping me with my own learning journey and my own kind of research as I'm going back and hitting hard the concepts of writing my book. I'm I'm getting it done. That's my goal. End of 2019 or this school year, it's going to be done. And in there, he talks about the whole platform of the book is so many people focus on the start and the finish, but it's the the messy middle is really where the the learning and, and the key is. And I'm talking I'm two pages into the book, so I haven't got very far. But as I was reading it, I was thinking instantly of that graphic that we've probably all seen 18 million times, the one about success, about the path to success, where it says this is what people think it looks like, and it's that straight diagonal arrow, and I'll put a link in the show notes in case you don't know what I'm talking about, and then what it really looks like, and it's that arrow, but it's just like a big old squiggly ball mess right there in the middle. Or you've seen the other things, maybe it's like a person on a bike that with the finish line is a nice straight line, but really the reality is there's like holes and divots and ramps and caves and everything else. And so with this teacher challenge, I was thinking about that and I was thinking about another conversation I had earlier this week working with some educators and we were talking about makerspaces and how to get it started and what it looks like. And one of the comments that came up, which I thought was good at the time, but now that I'm really reflecting on the the conversation, I realize how important it is. And the, the educator stated, but basically in these terms, why is it our job as media specialists to to do this? Like, isn't this what the classroom teachers should be doing? Isn't this what they should be doing in science? Isn't this what they should be doing all the time? Why do I, as a librarian, need to provide these opportunities? And so. Uh, not getting into all the nuances of that comment, what I thought was really important was this. 
education, as you all know, if you've been in education long enough, and I'm citing myself here as, as getting old because people always told me I remember my first year of teaching. One of my great mentors uh, that was in, in the house system I was part of told me, she was like, you're going to see education just move in cycles. So whatever we're doing now, it'll go away, but don't worry. It'll come back, and they'll just repackage it as new and shiny. And of course, I was a brand new teacher, so I was just thinking like, Okay, like everything's new and shiny to me because I don't know squat, but I'm pretty jazzed to change the lives of kids, right? Well, I'm seeing that unfold and, and thinking about that comment with that educator, I was like, she's right. But the reality is this. It's not that educators don't want to do more hands-on, engaging, inquiry, purposeful play activities in their class. There's just no time. There is this pressure due to all the things that we can get into, which we're not for the sake of this podcast, that has squeezed out everything great about learning. Now, yes, we have pockets of amazing innovation. There are schools, there are educators, there are people working against the grind. There are admin and leaders in places that are doing some phenomenal work. Don't get me wrong. I know I'm stereotyping and generalizing in a big thing, but I think most of you can agree that it's just not there. Heck, most elementary classrooms don't teach social studies, and they rarely get to do any sort of science. And we are so driven by literacy and math, and I think it's just the burden that we're all facing We're all facing this thing of being forced to continue to be robots and all teach the same thing at the same time, the same way, and blah, 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 blah. But I'm not getting into those things in a negative context. What I want you to think about is this. This is what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, but at one point it wasn't that way. I remember dissecting a worm in seventh grade. I remember dissecting a frog in seventh grade. I remember doing chemistry experiments. I remember doing lots of things. I also remember watching VCR VHS tapes on a big old TV strapped very tightly to a cart um, as well. So here's what I want you to do for your challenge. I want you, however long you've been teaching, I want you to go to your middle of your career. I want you to reflect back to that middle year, somewhere in that range, and I want you to think back, what were you teaching What was some of your teaching strategies? What was cool and flashy back then for your classroom? And what was the the key buzz or the initiatives of that time? And I want you to share that. So this challenge here is is just to go back to your middle. And I'm really fascinated to see where people are at. And obviously people's middles are going to be all over the place based on your age and your experience and how long you've been in education. But I want to hear from you. So you can... Shoot me a video. You can leave a comment. You can reach out to me. I'm going to post this on on Facebook and Twitter and social media. I want to hear it, and I want to gather these stories and ideas, and I want to share them in the next Teacher Challenge podcast because I think it's something that's really, really important for us to kind of reflect on. So to share for me, so I'm entering, if I did my math right, I believe it's my 15th year. I was trying to think through. I taught five years of sixth grade social studies, computer, and literature. And then I moved into our talented gifted program for five years and ran that for grades four through eight. And then I jumped into the instructional coach position where we had the makerspace and project-based learning for four, and I'm in my second year. Or maybe I did four years. I don't know. 
Let's just go 15. I'll figure it out later. I just so happened to have my old blog. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I think I might have been blogging back then. And so I pulled it up. I haven't been to it in forever. And what's crazy is that people are still accessing it, which is mind-blowing, being that I have my new blog, which I think is way better. Um, I haven't posted on the old blog since 2013. And I was just looking at the stats. And it's, it's got a 1,000 views um, in the last 30 days, and it's up to a half a million different reads. It's just a, a fascinating thing. And I had blog posts going all the way back to 2009. And I was just clicking on a few of these here, not to share all these with you, but um, I was writing in 2009 my transition from being a middle school classroom into the town that he gifted, where I didn't have a classroom. I had basically was put in a closet. And so I was blogging about how I have all these crates of material in my house which is quite funny because I have the same thing now as I've left the classroom, the middle school after 14 years, and then I closed my, my nonprofit. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, I am – I've got problems. Guys, I admit, I am a hoarder, and I have a problem with things. No, I'm just kidding. I just thought that was really funny. But it's during this time period here that I – was still doing tons of book reviews and I'm just looking at the blog post titles and I always did Saturday morning insights of what I was doing on the weekend and book reviews and then I called them addictions and I was just sharing things that I was addicted to like games and apps and not so much apps really um, but all these different kind of things and so like there's one here about must pop words and I have a thing on here from I clicked on August 28th of 2009 um, in which I was writing about, that was when it was announced that Reading Rainbow was canceled after a 26-year run. Like, I was like, oh my gosh. And I've got another one here on August 15th when my son, who's now in 8th grade, is going to play his first soccer game ever. And I was just like, oh my gosh, time has gone by so fast. And so as I'm just clicking through these, I'm just going, man, how much things have changed? Like, I had no idea that I would be, you know doing STEM and makerspace, like here I was transitioning from the social studies classroom to the talented and gifted. I'm still just eat tons of young adult books. And so I was an avid young adult book reader here on this. And so um, I'm just seeing things. And here's what's really funny is I still do a lot of these same nerdy things. So here's the exquisite corpse adventure. Anybody remember those, how popular that was? That's back in August of 2009. Um, I was talking about Vokey. I think that was the app, right? Vokey, you typed in the words and like the animation would, would say your name. Oh my good lord. And I started to post my first YouTube videos. I have, it was called the Nerd Factory. And I actually had hair. Oh my gosh. So, so embarrassing. You know what? I'm going to put this in the, in the show notes so you can check out the Nerd Factory video post. Oh, I shouldn't even do it. And here I was, I was giving a review. Here's here's one for you. Nightlight, a Twilight parody. That puts you in perspective of where we are at. And so during this time, I remember leaving the classroom, going into town to the gifted. And here's why. Think about this. I remember this vividly, the reasons that I left. I remember I felt like I was being handcuffed. I remember sitting in a meeting, being told that I would have to be teaching the same lesson on the same day with the other social studies teachers in my grade level. And I remember how upset I felt about that. 
Not because I didn't want to be on the same page with them, because they were amazing educators. But the idea that someone was asking me to give up my autonomy, to give up my passion. Because I remember I taught ancient Egypt, and I taught it longer than most people. Um, and I wasn't perfect back then. But I remember we would mummify um, chicken and oranges, and I got this idea from another amazing educator in my building that I came that from. And we just spent a lot of time in there doing lots of really cool experiments and ideas. And not everybody loved Egypt like I did, but I brought a passion to it. And I just kept thinking, like, but they love these other things, so why can't they teach these other subjects to their passion, you know, as long as we're agreeing to cover all the standards? And I just remember feeling so pigeonholed. I remember feeling like they were taking away the joy of what I got into the job, which was connecting kids and getting them excited about learning. And I believe that if we want kids to be excited about learning, we've got to be excited about teaching. So I I just remember that so vividly, and that's why I jumped over to the town that he gifted, because I knew that that was an open place for me to grow as a learner, as an educator, but I knew that I would have the freedom to do what I want. And I remember that particular moment changed everything for me. That's what led me to global education. That's what led me to STEM and the makerspace. And I'm thinking about it now. I'm thinking about this now. So that was 2009, and now here we are in 2018 in the same exact situation, right? Like, like we're in this situation right now where people are talking about pacing guides, and people are taking these PLCs, and what could be really powerful moments are, are becoming a management babysitting tool for educators, making them document everything they say, making sure they have the same this and same that and same this. And, and I'm not saying it's all bad. I'm not even against PLCs. I'm against how it's being implemented in many places. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the middle of my career it's happening again, this whole idea. Um, and there's this huge rub, right? Like we see this rub happening because kids' behaviors are increasing. The, 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 the engagement is dropping because we're treating them like their voices don't matter. And then we've got this whole other world of the maker and the STEM and the hands-on and all these great things happening, but it's going against the rub of what's being demanded by teachers, going against the rub of what's being reported on spreadsheets. And we just have this really interesting time. And it's what I felt in my professional career then. I remember filling out, that was the same year that I was filling out UBD work, the understanding by design, and, and with, you know, and creating out, filling out these graphics and doing all these things. And now it's, you know, it's very similar to the same kind of stuff happening. Um, and so that's where I'm at. So I, I want you to, to share your journey. Teacher challenge number two, reach out to me, a video, an email, a comment, reach out to me on social media, and let me know where were you, what year, the middle of your career, what were you doing, thinking, learning, teaching, and what were the initials of the time? And I just, I'm just really fascinated by where people are. And I think it's, it's just a good context. And for me, it's really exciting to kind of go back and see where I was mentally with a lot of this stuff. I was interviewing authors and getting signed copies for all the books. And here's the thing where I was, anybody remember the Hit the Penguin Challenge? Where you had that game where you had to hit the space bar. And then you had the penguin would drop, and you had to hit it with, like, the, the Yeti hit it with the club. You see how far you could hit the penguin? Like, I have this on my blog, and Six Memoir Week, and 
Oh my gosh, guys, this is so good. So, um, all right. So enough of that. I want you to do it. I want you to share. Where were you? Let's make it happen. I'll share some of these links down in the show notes so you can see a part of me from way back when. And, uh, you know, let's do it. If you haven't done Teacher Challenge 1, go back there. Learn to say no. Just don't say no to this one, right? And I look forward to this Teacher Challenge 2 feedback from everybody. And let's make it happen. Stay awesome. Keep being you. Keep believing in yourself. And keep believing in others. All right, guys. Take care.